Hello, you guys. You are listening to Black on the Prowl on 88.5 WCUG. My name is Kimmy B, and I am joined by my co-host. What's up, y'all? You already know it's your girl, Lo. And Melly Mel. All right, guys. So we are back from break. We are back from break. I hope everybody has enjoyed your first week of classes Mm -hmm. and um, that you're not in a position where you have to drop some stuff. But I know that is real sometimes. Um, how was you guys' break? Mixed emotions. Christmas mm-hmm. didn't feel like Christmas this year. It didn't. <laughs> Mixed it emotions. Didn't. Holidays didn't feel like the holidays, you know? It didn't. It was boring. I was ready yeah. to come back. Very eventful. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I worked all break, like literally every single day, except for Christmas Eve. Well, no, I worked Christmas Eve, except for like maybe Christmas Day. Oh, no. And no. one other day, I worked all break. But my bank account looks good, so that's always a plus. It'll look good when I get my refund. But I did do one thing on break. I went to Medieval Times. Okay. That's good. I, I took a little revisit of my childhood. Yeah, med- Medieval Times is a good time. I've only been once. Yeah, I've only been once. In my whole life, I've only been once. <laughs> but I did enjoy the time I went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, the food there, the chicken. The chicken. The rotisserie chicken is from Walmart. The chicken is good, <laughs> it's, though. But it's rotisserie the rotisserie chicken, chicken from Walmart. Walmart. Is good. I, I have one in my fridge like. right now. And now it's a New Year, New Me situation. Yeah, well, no, not me. me. It's New Year, Say Me. But <laughs> New Year, Say Me. What's your I New Year's resolution? resolution? My resolution is for y'all to hear me more. I'm going to speak more. Thank you. Yes. Okay, Mel. Yes. And we're going to keep you on that track. Mm-hmm. What's yours, Kenny? I might have a few. One of my biggest things, I really want to uh, really get into my craft more when it comes like, to filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Um. And acting, just everything. I really want to, like, like I'm on this new early morning routine. I'm getting up 5.30 every day. Oh, wow. Class and night. And I'm Bye. just going to get up and start doing something productive. Oh. Okay. I'm asleep. You do that. Right. Yep. And I that. got it from from the movie. Oh. We're going to get into that in a second, but yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. My news resolution, I'm, I'm going to get out more. I was kind of a hermit last semester. Like, I basically was in my dorm 24-7. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop doing that. Is that and no good for you? I know. I'm gonna get out more. I'm gonna I'm, like. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm. I'm gonna socialize. Yeah. I'm gonna spread my wings and fly. Maybe just a little bit, and now I'm gonna land back in my dorm every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna. It's gonna be good. It's I got high hopes. Get out your dorm and do some stuff. Well, getting into the show, we have some Black History facts for you guys. So we had um, Martin Luther King Day has this this Monday, and I just have a few fun facts about Martin Luther King that everybody might not know. So we all know that just about every city has a street named after him. There are over 730 streets in the country that are named after Martin Luther King. That is a lot of streets. That is. That's, that's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised the GPSs can keep up. <laughs> um, also, he entered college at the age of 15. He went to Morehouse mm. at the age of 15. That is amazing. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's, wow. He was a smart fella. He was a smart fella. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. And then this last one, he actually um, gave a speech that foretold his death. The day before he um, was assassinated, he was given a speech um, in support of uh, a strike in Memphis of the city's black garbage workers. And the night he was given the speech, he said, um, at Mason Temple Church, he said these words, like anybody, I would like to live a long life, longevity, has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I've seen the promised land. 
I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I, I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Those facts come from history.com. And then in other historic news, um, this um, January 21st, 2013, was the second inauguration of President Obama, who is still my president currently. And still my president currently. Definitely. Um, and then a little bit of African history. Um, might butcher this name just a little bit. Osai Tutu Kwamina, a founder of the Ashanti Empire, and under his reign he established a constitution and expanded the empire and really made the military very strong. He actually defeated the British at Asamaka Ashanti in 1824, January 21st. Then in some black entertainment history, we have Sam Cooke, who was born on the 22nd I in 1931. Right? I love Sam Cooke. Right. Um, also, Roots aired on ABC on the 23rd in 1977. You know what's crazy? Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with my dad about Roots because mm -hmm. there was a guy I was working with at my last job who said he had never, a black guy, who said he had never seen it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you can't see the new roots. You have to see the original roots yeah. where it was like eight parts and every part was like three hours and it was like <laughs> intense. But my dad told me like he was in school mm -hmm. when roots came out and he was telling me how they had to send them home early from school because they were like rioting after like because they were at home watching roots. And it's like mm -hmm. you go to school and you thing. got two different races at the same school mm -hmm. that just went and like, oh, snap. right. Man. They started rioting. That is he crazy. was like, when that originally came out, he I'm got not gonna lie. School. Every now and again, when I watch like a movie, like when we go see Queen and Slim, I'm gonna mm -hmm. come back to school mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think I just had like a small epiphany. You know, mm -hmm. so you were talking about a site. Oh, side too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if y'all ever like were made to watch this, but were y'all mm -hmm. made like? Did your parents make you watch Shaka Zulu? No, I haven't seen I've that. never seen it. That. Okay, that show that show is based off of him. Really? Yeah, like okay. that whole like that whole tribe and all mm -hmm. that. Like, that's based off of the him. The Ashanti tribe. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm gonna watch. They use um his like war tactics to this mm -hmm. day. Like that's like modern warfare oh, like now. Like yeah. Wow. Like that's I just good. realized like that name sounded so familiar to mm -hmm. me because the he's part of like that show like. Okay. That dates back to that time. Oh, definitely. I gotta check that out. And it's pretty true to time. Mm -hmm. And it's like one of the first shows that featured like. Um, almost a full black cast. Mm -hmm. All right, and then my last piece of history for you guys is uh, Black Entertainment Television, BET, began broadcasting from D.C. on the 25th in 1980. All these facts come from blackfacts.com. Wow, learn something yeah. new every day. Every day. Every day. Well, speaking of the new year and black entertainment, it mm -hmm. is also award season. Yep. We got Woo! the Golden Globes, the Oscars, the mm -hmm. Grammys, NAACP Image Awards. And so far, we ain't doing too good. Oh, The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. Premiered like a week, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. give or take. Mm -hmm. And only three African-American people were nominated. Yeah. Cynthia Erivo, who if you don't know who she is, she is the woman who plays Harriet. Tubman in the new movie yep. Harriet, and she's also on Broadway doing mm -hmm. The Color Purple. Yep. Mm. She is phenomenal. Very, very amazing actress. Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy was also nominated mm -hmm. for Dolomite Is My Name. Oh, that man, was that was a good one. An amazing movie. If you have <laughs> Netflix, I highly recommend yep, it. Mm -hmm. And Billy Porter, who, if you don't know, he is in Pose, which is mm -hmm. on FX. 
Yep. Great you need to watch it. Great performance. Very recommended. Yes. It's the best. So, so far, award season is not going too well. Um, mm-hmm. There is serious lack of representation in the black community, but not even black people because that is an insane issue. But I will say for me personally, because I am black, but I'm mm-hmm. also a woman, there were no female directors mm-hmm. nominated for Golden Globe. Wow. Not a single one. Every mm-hmm. single director nominated was a white male. And that offended me on a level of the fact that I'm African-American and on a level of the fact that I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And there are phenomenal female yeah. directors who have put out work this year. And the fact that they did not get the recognition that they deserve offended me in more ways than one. So I do just want to say that. It is yeah. a black thing, and this is a black show, but we also are, you have two female co-hosts. Of course. Who that is offensive to. Of course. And... Yeah. Continuing with award season, Oscar nominations, mm-hmm. a mm. continuing lack of representation. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's insane. And I, I don't even have words. I, I really don't because we're all theater majors. This is the field that we're going into. Mm-hmm. And right now, people like us, whose work we greatly admire, are not getting admired for the, the amazing work that they're doing. Yep. So I did just want to compare nominations for the Golden Globes and Oscars, which are two very big things, to the NAACP Awards, which we know is all black all the time. Yes. Which, so is our show, and we love that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are on the NAACP list could have been on these award show lists. One of the biggest nominations that was not represented at the Golden Globes that should have been represented Mm -hmm. when they see us Oh, definitely. When came out, which came definitely. out on Netflix. Definitely. Did not get a single nomination. That that was a very moving picture. It was heart-wrenching. It was yeah. hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. It was hard to watch. They are nominated for an NAACP award. I'm pretty sure more than mm-hmm. one NAACP award. But not for a Golden Globe. Another person who I have heard has been in the news, Regina King, for being mm-hmm. in Watchmen. She was not nominated for a Golden Globe. But she's nominated for an NAACP award. Yeah. It's it's just the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Lyric Ross, who is on This Is Us, if you don't know her by name, she plays Deja on This Is Us. Mm-hmm. This Is Us is an incredible show. Yeah. Like an awesome thing. show. And you should. It's so good. It's such a good show. But again, not nominated. Mm-hmm. Wow. Looking at these lists of nominees, it's crazy to me how the NAACP can find all these incredible performers to be giving awards to, but the Golden Globes can't. The yeah. Oscars can't. I will say Cynthia Erivo is nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. That's good. We're hoping that she's going to win. That's good. But just like with the Golden Globes, she was going up against four or five white mm-hmm. women. And yeah, when you look at the history of these award shows, um, and just the people behind it, you're looking at a whole bunch of, you know, uh, old white fellas and when you look when you're looking at that and it's a lot of things factored into it and that's and when you say the NAAC image award it has all these black people nominated but when you look at the NAACP that's for black people like you said for black people about black people all the time right so of course they're going to have black nominations and these um like like the oscars and um the golden globes all those award shows those are made by white folks and what we have to do is take the NAACP image awards and take the BET Awards 
and different awards shows like that that are for our people and make those what, you know, we are mainly looking for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because right. it's just over time, things like the Golden Globes and the Oscars and the Grammys have just become these big award shows, these monumental, you know, award shows that everybody's looking forward to. I want to I want to have a Grammy. Right. Or I want to have an Emmy. You want you want that. But we have to change that. And for our community, because we're not going to get that because they're not going to give it to us. Mm-hmm. We got to say, I want to get an NAAC Image Award. And my goal is to get the BET Award. And we have to make that our new Oscar. Right. You see what I'm saying? And because, I mean, the Oscars alone, which I feel like a lot of people don't know. I found out this information a couple of years ago when the Oscars was getting ready to mm-hmm. go live. The statue that they receive is modeled after a Hispanic man. Mm-hmm. I bet so. The, the statue the statue that people fight and create mm-hmm. art for every single year is modeled after Mexican filmmaker and actor Emilio Fernandez. Really? I did not know that. That I statue, didn't know that either. That statue yeah, is, a lot of folks don't know it probably. Yeah, that statue is I modeled after a, statue. a Mexican man. They just probably getting it and they just don't even know. So the fact that they are receiving a statue modeled after a man who is a minority mm-hmm. and the lack of minorities that are in that this are category. Yeah. Represented. It's it's just Oh, that's what I better say. The Statue of Liberty, you know, that was also modeled after the uh, after um African woman. Really? Yep. And then uh France gave him the statue and they said, What is this? And they gave it right back to him. They gave it right back to him. Wow. What? But if you are into award season and the mm-hmm. award shows, um, check out the NAACP Image Awards. Definitely. Look, mm-hmm. look, I don't beg for nothing you ain't going to give to me. If you right. ain't going to give it to uh, me, I ain't going to beg. Support. I'll go somewhere. That's it. Our, That's everybody need to take in life. Honestly, especially me. Especially me. Especially me. <laughs> support our black artists and the work that they are creating. Definitely. Because the work that they're creating is very great. They There are some very good nominations. Like Viola Davis is nominated for Hagger Will Murder. That's yep. my girl. If I if I ever meet Viola, I <sighs> I'll die happy. Honestly, literally, I I will I will faint and die happy if I ever meet Viola Davis. I love her with like mm-hmm. the cusp of my soul. I really do. She is so phenomenal. Talented. Regina King's nominated. Angela Bassett's nominated. Angela Bassett. Um, Angela Omari Hardwick Bassett. is nominated for Woo! Power. Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. American Son. Oh, Netflix American is Son. Nominated. If you Good. haven't seen it, I highly recommend I it. I loved American Definitely. Son. American Son was great. Just he, a Netflix, lot of... He's popping up with, like, really, really good... Honestly, A Netflix. lot of amazing artists are nominated mm. this year. And, you know, watch. Because when you watch TV, that stuff gets... that That's a tally mm-hmm. for yep. broadcasting companies. Yep. Honestly, we should just, as a, as a black community, not watch the Oscars and not watch the Golden Globes. Just... Well, I don't plan on it. Yeah, I don't watch them now, but like <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, and I used to love awards. But when season. Awards yeah, I used on, to I love awards season, but when I continuously don't see people who like, look like me that look like me yeah. don't get the chance, it's like, what am I watching this for? Exactly. Right. And also talking about award season and, and people who have hosted and mm. didn't get to host. Yeah, on, We're man. gonna talk about Kevin Hart. Uh, so recently, Netflix just put out a new documentary series on Kevin Hart that's called uh, Don't F This Up. And it was released uh, December 27th, 2019, and it has 10 episodes. And it's, for me personally, like, I'm not, like, the biggest Kevin fan, but, like, I was kind of forced to watch this with my grandmother, and I fell in love. <laughs> you were forced? With, yes, no, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> but, um, you know, the old person gets, like, 
the they get rule. say. Yeah, yeah they the get rule. to say. But it was really interesting and eye-opening because it really takes you into the life of Kevin. Like, they've done documentary series uh, over him already, but this really, like, brought up, like, the the scandals that he was in so far. Um, but, like, one of them was his wife. Did y'all hear about, like, him cheating on his wife recently? Yes, when she, when she was yes. eight months pregnant. Yes, mm-hmm. she was eight months pregnant. Continue. He, he <laughs> cheated on his wife. And his whole, it, also, like, his whole excuse was, like, um, my, my friends knew better than to, you know, leave me alone and stuff like that. Like, when I go out and party and I was only there with certain people. And, like, the certain yeah. people who he was there with, his best friend of 15 years actually uh, leaked a video and a couple pictures of him sleeping, like, with a woman while his wife was pregnant. Which, like, overall, boy, why are you cheating? But at yeah. the same time, it's like, wow, like, your best friend of 15 years also did that. Well, flip on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People and will fold on you so quick. The pain that was, like, in his wife's eyes, like, after all this mm-hmm. happened, you can still see that this is something, like, a major, like, factor in their, rela- in their relationship now that they're already struggling with. Because the way she broke down in tears made me want to cry. Not even that. Take away the just the simple fact of you cheating on your wife. Yeah. You cheated on your wife who was eight months pregnant with your child. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the str- like the stress of preparing to have like a child? We're married. I know we're having a right. baby. I know men can't understand this, but and the having a child damage. puts a lot of stress on a woman, and to put her through more stress of dealing with the fact that you mm-hmm. are then, not being faithful on yeah. top of the fact she's getting ready to have a baby yeah, like any a, day. Mm-hmm. Being a celebrity magnifies, and that that wasn't one of the only topics that were covered in this documentary. Okay, um, wait. I will say I disagree with Kenny. What do you say? I understand that fame can magnify, like, the situation, but fame does not make you cheat. No, that's not what I was saying. Okay, because I'm like... I I was saying that fame magnifies, um, like, you you were saying the stress of being pregnant, like, she's pregnant and then... Yeah, like, she already being in the line. Yeah, she did talk about that. She missed, like, she missed those years before he actually, like, blew Mm -hmm. up and got big because they had time to have privacy with each other and they were closer. And then afterwards, when he really got big, like, she can't step out the house without paparazzi being there. Yeah, you got to have security mm-hmm. before you go. And then yeah. it, it also covered um, a tweet that... A he, series of tweets. A series <laughs> of tweets and uh, this ongoing battle. See, um, he, said, he, he, he said this tweet, and this is what he said. Um, <laughs> he said, yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's uh, dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. And it was really triggering to, like, the community, uh, to the gay community, because, one, like, that's not something you say. A lot of people went on the Internet and on YouTube um, talking about how, like, it's offensive. Like, to him, it might be a joke. And one of the things he said is, like, as a comedian, you take risks, but... Was it like was it really a joke? Is like the question yeah. that everybody was like saying. Jokes come from jokes. And this mm-hmm. this cost him um the the Oscars like host being able to host it. He would have been the fifth um colored person to host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The others are Sammy Davis Jr., Richard Pryor, Whoopi Goldberg, and um Chris Rock. And so the one of the things that they wanted him to do was to apologize. Yeah. And he was like, "That's in my past. I've already." This was um I believe. When was the, the post? Tweet? I believe the, the tweet was years ago. Yeah, but it was a couple he... years back, but it resurfaced because, mm-hmm. like, the Oscars. And everything will resurface. Yeah, yeah, everything resurfaces. 
But like uh, one of the things that. that they wanted him to do was to just apologize to like for what he did. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've already addressed this. It's already a big thing in the past. And now it's coming back. Like, I don't want to address this again and stuff like that. And he went on like he went on Ellen and he tried to say, I'm sorry that like you're too sensitive and stuff like that. But like he, in the documentary, it shows you like the immaturity to the maturity of like him himself. And uh, he realized that like in the end, like. Yeah, he said sorry to everything, but the biggest thing what he needed to say was, I don't condone and gay violence. Because what they're grabbing from the tweet, yes, the whole tweet is, like, uncalled for. But the part about him saying that he's going to take the daughter, his daughter's dollhouse and smash it over his head is, like, do you condone and gay violence? Are you okay with that? And that's what yeah. he didn't want to bring up. And, like, he was going on he was going from battle to battle going to every single interview and also like in his like in his um in his meetings like for his um for his like studio and stuff like that he has he has a he has employees that are gay and they were like it's not that we don't love you kevin it's the fact that i am gay and when my gay therapist comes to me and says she doesn't want to work with me when I'm getting married and my receptionist is, who is gay doesn't want to work with me when when my gay brother calls me and said that there's a problem there's a problem in my life like you really need to sit down and figure out what the problem is and what the situation is right and why every single time you say sorry you get immature and kind of blow up like sit down and really like give an apology that you really mean and I don't even think it was so much the violence thing I think because I did watch it mm-hmm. also yeah. I don't even think it was so much him saying that he doesn't condone gay violence i think it was more so the fact that he was just blatantly like if you have an issue with it that sounds like a personal problem yeah instead of being like i understand the other side and the other point of view and i understand why i offended you he was kind of just like if i offended you oh i'm sorry oh well because one of the things you're saying if i can prevent he said along the lines like if I can prevent my child from being gay, I would do it and stuff like that. And that was his right. apology to everybody, not taking in like now, the other side. Now, in in this moment, um, I, I gotta be on Kevin's side with this just a little mm-hmm. bit, here, just a little bit, because when you first you gotta look at because the the tweet was several years ago, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at we in twenty we it's twenty twenty now, it's the roaring twenties, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you look at you know what the world was, what the United States was. As far as it comes to the LGBT community, ten years ago or or twenty years ago, it was a very different time. Mm-hmm. You know, he so a joke that. like that might have flew in a club then, but now you say that everybody in the club gonna walk out. You know, so you got to look at that part too, and then you got to look at it as as just society. Because mm-hmm. when you look at it the, again, the tweets were several years ago, right? Yeah. But then, okay, now Kevin, come out. I'm about to host the Oscars. Well, right? What can we do to prevent that? Now, oh, <laughs> no way, no way. Kevin, host Oscar, no way. Um, oh, I found this tweet. Throw that back in. Throw that, throw that back into into the mm-hmm. water. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That was long gone. They they, they brought that to the surface. You know. So w- what I'm saying, I don't think I think what he sh- he shouldn't have said what he said. And what I want to and what I want to say with this is that like me, I I know one day I want to get to a point where I'm a celebrity, right? So yeah. I know that every step I take from right now, from ten years ago already, every step I'm taking, I have to make sure that I'm preparing myself for that. So I got to make sure everything I post. It's going to be all right. Everything right. that I say to anybody is going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Because I know that anything I do now in 10, 20 years, if I'm famous, it'll come, back, go, it'll come back. It'll come back for me. Same mm-hmm. thing with like Bill Cosby. He was just about to buy all of his um shows and 
like owned the rights to all his shows where he would have been getting all that money. He was about he was about to purchase something else. I can't think of what it was, what it was. But he was about to make some big purchases. Um, and then all the stuff Boom. about his stuff came out. So what you got to do as a celebrity, you got to tread lightly because as a black man, especially, they're gonna find something on you. They gonna they find gonna, something. They'll make something up on you. But also with this um TV show, see the the tweet came up in the beginning of the of uh, the series, but he stopped and he paused. Yeah. He took you back into like his day and age about his mother, um, mm-hmm. about how much uh, of an inspiration that she was to him and um, his brother. Uh, like with his brother, his brother went down the wrong path. He act- she actually like took his brother to court after he was doing so- he was doing drugs. He was but- selling drugs and yes. ended up yep. in jail and stuff. And no, she- it, the 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 final straw for her was he tried to rob an old lady on the street. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he she emancipated his brother, and it was just him and her. And then after that, he had one fight with his father, no, with his mother, and he went to go live with his father. And that, like, you hear yeah. the jokes that he makes about um his father, but his father confirmed that he did every single one of those things. Like those jokes aren't lies; those are mm-hmm. truths. And but between him and his father, like that was interesting to see the bond that he had with his mother, like. He, yeah. His mother made him promise, like, after he got out of high school, he had one year to really show that he was really serious about, like, yeah. um, this comedy business. But, uh, or, he'd have to go, or he'd have to go into college. And he was serious about it. And he worked and he strived to make sure that his mother would see that he was doing the best. And right up to his point of success, the, the peak of success, his mother was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she passed yeah. away. Yeah. And I think, I definitely, I think that's what makes Kevin... Kevin. Such a different person, comedian. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say comedian in the sense that everything that he talks about really is his life experiences, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that's what makes him very unique. But I will also say, aside from the cheating scandal and the Oscar scandal, it was very interesting to see like the motive, oh, what he really me, does yeah. all day, and yeah. seeing like I know a lot of people we talk about like. Tyler Perry a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Perry having that. his own studio and everything. When I was watching Kevin Hart's documentary, when he was talking about all stuff he does, he gets up yeah. at 5 o'clock in the morning and he's in the gym for two, well, three hours about. and then he's in his office um, trying to make a film and trying to do this and trying to do that. And I was just like, he reminds me a lot of Tyler Perry. Yeah, and that says, like, He's mm-hmm. got his hand honestly. in everything. And, and you know, so what I really didn't realize that. is like some of the movies that have been coming out are mm-hmm. from his like, 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 art um, right. Uh, and I was school? like, oh. I didn't know Night yeah, School was, night all, was like all It was. Yeah. I didn't it was, know that. It was First written by him and his co-writer. But, but it's his the, It's friend. his film. It's his friend. Honestly, but I yeah, also, his friend wrote it. I, I didn't also, know that. Because I remember seeing a Gabrielle, and I always live like this now because I saw Gabrielle Union do an interview a long time where she was just talking about being a strong black woman and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how when she was coming up, she just had this mentality where you don't want to come up and get to the top and realize you're there by yourself you don't mm-hmm. and yep. that's like and a really big said. thing and seeing not even kevin hart's confessionals but seeing the people he works with yep. every single person he works with is somebody he has a personal connection mm-hmm. to yep. he has like these five six friends the where, plastic he, cup where he does everything them? with them but um the plastic cup boys yeah <laughs> something like that like but, with the host the one that was kind of like he was homeless living in the shelters and stuff like exactly. that yeah, he picked him up yeah. i'm like you're gonna be my host for this like this is what you're going to do right like i think it was very nice to see that not yeah, he, he not only little... see the business side of him and see that all all the things that he does as a and how big of a businessman he is 
but also to see that he really does have that mentality where he made it to the top and mm-hmm. he he didn't want to do that alone and yeah. he has but really see, helped the people that he helped does him when have, he's down. Definitely. He he does, you know, he lets his ego get the best of him sometimes. He, does. he did say oh, when God. he was drunk, he really hurt his friends hearts cuz he was like and you weren't did. you're not going to be you weren't going to get to where you are unless I was there. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody like I has, can, yeah. I, I don't fault him for that in the sense that everybody has those moments. Everybody yeah. has those egotistical everybody got moments. Hurt. But it was, it was, um, it was his trainer, his personal trainer, who realized, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the next day, it was kind of like just let that go because, like, Kevin did help him achieve like where he is, and he is very mm-hmm. grateful for what Kevin did. And yes, Kevin did like hurt his feelings and yeah. stuff like that. By the end of the day, you have to keep it pushing, keep it moving, yeah. keep going towards the right direction. Right. Yeah. And I gotta say, and I like at first when I first saw it on Netflix, I wasn't having no intent to watch it till you said something else, and I want to thank you for telling me to watch it. Because um, from that, I, I got I look at Kevin Hart in a different light. Like Kevin yeah. Hart was someone who, like, I I never really thought he was really funny like that. Like, I, like I w- would watch his special sometimes. Like but, he's funny, but I'm not gonna sit there and like watch yeah. everything. But like, I feel like watching this, it's like oh. Yeah. And okay. after watching it, like I really look like what he is doing is where I want to be. Like I really like Agreed. he is not mm-hmm. somebody who I really aspire to be. Like when I just told you about my New Year's res- resolution, getting up at five thirty. Like I'm gonna give up five thirty and start working to be there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you were saying with, with the plastic cut boys, like. I want to shout out my, um, <laughs> but no, you for real, I want to shout out, cut boys? I want to shout out my, my Plastic Cup boys, uh, Josh Taney, um, Isaiah Richburg, um, Napoleon, Wendell, all y'all. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all listening or not, but if y'all listening. I hope they listen to your Plastic know, Cup boys. Yeah, leave my Plastic Cup boys. I hope y'all listening. And, I mean, look, because y'all are here we with girls, me. Listen, now listen, I'm boys. trying to say it. I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now, look. Now, I just want to shout them out because they're not down here in Columbus, Columbus with me, and I don't really see them that much since since we got out of mm-hmm. high school. I want, I want them to know that when I'm go, as I'm moving forward and as they moving forward, we're moving forward together. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even though we don't see each other every day, even though we don't call each other every day, we, like we're here. You feel what I'm saying? And I think everybody got to have somebody like that who, mm-hmm. who they're here with. And uh, I just I wanted I wanted to really touch on yeah. that because I, I want to be there like Kevin Hart everything he's doing like that's what I inspired to be have my own production company making my own movies having all these different businesses getting up early being productive doing projects with me yeah. just, doing just projects with Mel yeah. definitely um, doing all that stuff yeah. doing as shows can, with Lauren doing as shows, you can see doing, doing shows everybody with Lauren down here at CSU too working with everybody who I've contacted yeah, met so far you know as you can see this is a really good show to look into the definitely. the documentary is called Don't F This Up Yep. At and the end of it's the day, great. so yeah. Whether you like them or not, you got to respect the hustle. You got to mm-hmm. respect the hustle. Mm-hmm. Everything is a hustle. Yeah. You got to keep hustling. So, um, I'm hungry. I think we should go over to the ranking and grab a bite to eat. I'm going yeah. to my room because um. ranking. <laughs> mm, y'all can do that. Have fun. Yes. All right, Miss Mo, we coming. Um, you guys, thank you for listening to Black on the Prowl. Thank you. On this Friday, y'all have a wonderful rest of y'all week, and we are off of this thing. Black on the Prowl was produced by Doria Lacey with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communication Department Chair, Dr. Gibson. Dr. Bruce Getz is WCUG's faculty advisor. You can listen to this show and other shows on 88.5 FM, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Just search our call letters WCUG.